Breathing you in, you're my drug, you're my fix Hallucinogenic, delirium, mix of desire Insides on fire Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast. If you're already doing so, thank you and tell your friends to do so as well. Besides nhte.net, you can also find the show on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify and lots and lots of other podcast platforms. There are links to now hear this entertainment on at least a half dozen podcast apps at nhte.net. The show is on a whole bunch more, though, so don't worry if you don't see your favorite on there. Look for this show almost anywhere that you get podcasts. Joining me today on location from the Winter Nam Show in Anaheim, California, my guest is a singer, songwriter of emotive dream pop. She's originally from New York, but now lives in Los Angeles. She was named one of the top 100 unsigned artists by Music Connection magazine. A clip from one of her videos has been heavily featured at hard rock cafes all over the world. Her first album resulted in her voice being in the same conversation as artists like Annie Lennox and Sarah McLaughlin, and her second studio album is just months from being released. You've been hearing a song of hers called With Me. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Whitney Ty. Hello, how are you today? Very good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for making time to do this. It's my pleasure. So let's have you start off by telling the listeners about the song that we were just playing called With Me, especially since I was talking over it and they couldn't hear the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, With Me is a very interesting song just because it was... um it was a time when I was getting, I was, I was making my first album with a producer overseas, uh, Tim Jansons, uh, who's, he's done pop productions and dance music for uh, everyone from like Nelly Furtado and Neo and Flo Rida. And, wow. Uh, I had found him on the internet and we started writing music together and we did a single, it was called To Be Loved. And then after, shortly after the, some success of that single, we went on to write a full album together and with me was one of the tracks on that album and uh at the time uh i was going through a really horrific breakup as you know this is like the the age-old tale of getting through the bad breakup (laughs) having the heartache and um and 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 having also the realization of like finding new love after losing love for so long you think you're never going to be happy again it's like a common thing we all go through and um realizing that like the person in this moment who's completing your moment is never meant to be anywhere but here with you uh even if it's temporary it doesn't matter it's just about being present and being happy and um desire and sensuality of of falling in love over and over again with the different qualities in different people so that was kind of what spurred that song nice nice (laughs) For your benefit, there are a lot of people who listen to the show because they themselves are up-and-coming artists who are trying to learn from me and my guests. And when you talked about working with someone, first you said in Europe, and I thought, now how does she find someone like that? But then you said, I found him online. But just be a little bit more specific because someone of that caliber, finding them is one thing, but actually getting them to correspond with you, to communicate with you, to write you back, like, how does that happen? Because what I, my fear is that there's going to be indie artists out there who are going to hear this interview and say, oh, so if I just find, like, some really, like, A-level producer, whoever that I want to work with, I just email them and they'll do it. And, I, and I'm sure it's not that it easy. It wasn't like that. And I'll tell you, this is a, a story you guys are only getting. I've never said this anywhere. Thank you. So a very <laughs> close friend of mine stole. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say stole. He didn't steal. He politely took one of my recordings of my music that I've written and he sent it to this website where you can submit for a contest for somebody to win a contest to produce your, your song. Okay. Uh, and so everybody submits into this pool uh, to, you know, to be considered that their production is the one that's going to win. Mm-hmm. And Tim won. Uh, his was far better than any of the other submissions. And it just so happens that I was, he's a, he was already a pretty affluent dance producer who had a a career and he was kind of changing over into film scoring and doing more 
more uh, singer-songwriter work. And um, it turned out I, he, I was one of his biggest fans, but I didn't know who he was at first because he went under a different alias all these years. So uh. when I got to know him better and we started working together i was like wait a minute like you're the same <laughs> producer i used to listen to when i was driving to high school you know like axwell is playing on the radio and then you have sun freaks his, that was his dance name is sun freaks um and he's had hits you know and a couple of hits billboard hits in the early 2000s and it was just a surreal friendship that we had spawned and we instantly connected we both think very um very much like composers uh, we love soundscapes and creating this really like this big dream bubble that you can be inside of and um instantly we just, i think that's just what spawned our friendship was just this eye-to-eye connection musically which is nice because yeah. if you're going to be working with someone i'm going to say that intimately and i don't mean that in a sensual way but yeah you know the songs are your babies and so if someone's going to work that closely with your work then if you already have the personal relationship built in, then it's like, well, wow, yeah. like now we now we're, we already get along. Now we just got to work together and, you yeah. know, we're already creators. We already do music. So, of course, it's going to be awesome. Yep. You know, that had to make you feel so comfortable going into it saying this is definitely the person I want working on this. It was. And also because, like, at the time, like, I was pursuing another career. I was in design and architecture for, like, 10 years. And, um, you know, I was, I was, I didn't feel that I had the platform or the support to pursue music at the time. I felt like it was something I didn't know how to venture into. And music has always been the only thing that really fuels my, my joy and happiness. And after becoming friends with that person who helped me get to where I am, I owe them a lot there. They saw that I was unhappy and that I needed to be shifted into the right direction. And they sometimes meeting people who share your visions is also important in the music industry so i would say to any upcoming artists i would start with aligning yourself with the right people who are going to not just it's not about the surface stuff it's it's about seeing that they believe in in your vision and if you are you consistent with your vision are you persistent with your vision Mm. are you ready to take it to the next level and and give it the respect and honor it deserves by making high quality recordings and working with top quality producers and just setting a higher standard for yourself because you deserve it if you're somebody who cares about your work so that's kind of where i stand nicely said i like that yeah Yeah. listeners some of you may be coming to this show for the first time because you are a fan a follower of whitney ties and i thank you for that others thank you very much it means that you just like listening to this show regularly hopefully by now you know about the change that i made with the patreon for this show which was as the calendar changed over to 2020. And that is that you can now get bonus content that is ad-free only through that method. And it's all for just five bucks a month. So Whitney and I are going to be talking about even more over on there. Plus, there's already audio files up there on Patreon from the last handful of NHTE episodes. Just hit the show website, nhte.net, and then click on the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button for access and for more details. So Whitney, tell the listeners, what is emotive dream pop, as I referred to in the intro? Um, well, I would say emotive for me really stems from the fact that like I write like very visually. So like I associate emotions and chords and melodies with something visual. And I think that it's supposed to take you someplace and it's supposed to make you feel maybe lifted out of the current reality experience that you're in into something that's maybe spaceless and doesn't have confines or constructs as you're explaining this tell the listeners what synesthesia is well hearing music through colors and sounds and it's really being very visually connected to seeing music i see forms uh when i compose or write i see structures and colors and uh textures and I even use that to explain things to my band when I'm trying to communicate a groove or uh, talk about a melody line. I mean, it's easier with melodies because you can hum things and kind of tap for percussion and stuff. But I also try to use poetry as a way to like describe, well, I want us to feel like we're swaying in a boat right now mm. in the middle of a, of a turbulent sea. And so how can we create that feeling? Wow. How can we make that visual Wow. and tangible and so that's i use that a lot to and it works because people people are very visual and i think we take for granted that music is 
an abstract thing and you can interpret it in multiple ways. So So if somebody was hearing about this concept of emotive dream pop, they may get, for instance, the first artist that popped into my head, as I said it, is Enya. Nice. So just talk a little bit more about this whole concept of emotive dream pop as it relates to we're hearing about your vision and how it helps you create, but what about what comes out for the listener? Like what, how would they go into it in terms of what they might anticipate hearing? I think I, I think what people can anticipate is that they're going to get um, a very sensitive experience uh, where there is a paying attention to the detail of the structures of sound and how one could fit into that whatever that means i think that a lot of the times we're we're so used to thinking in boxes and we don't realize that music is not just something audio like i want i want to sing a, i want to write a song where like you can imagine that you can feel the the texture of something on your skin or you can close your eyes and like you can see the color blue like i want to evoke uh visual things for my listeners so i think going into it I want you to think poetry and I want you to think what is the most beautiful poem that could be read to me right now in a soft voice or even in an empowering voice or something to make me be present. It's about being present. You are you are painting sonic landscapes. Yes. Yes. As opposed to and I think I'm being influenced by the fact that last week on the show Brian Grilly he has a song called My Hometown, and I didn't say it to him at the time, but I thought, well, so does Bruce Springsteen. And the difference between what you're describing versus any songwriter who wants to create a picture for the listener is with the Bruce Springsteen My Hometown song, I'm picturing him riding down the street in his car in his hometown, but it doesn't really conjure up any kind of emotion for me. I'm just able to visually see the what he's describing, but yeah. what you're saying takes it even further than that. Yeah. And like you said, well, you know, maybe... Maybe he's wearing a short sleeve shirt and the hairs on his arm are kind of bristling in the wind. Yeah. And, you know, so you're giving so much more depth. It's sensory, to it. sensory experiences. I think there's a difference between storytelling experiences where like you can go there mentally, but we are not just mental, we're physical beings. And I think we have to pay attention to both dynamics of the human body. Like are, we're capable of, of, you know, uh, organizing thought, but we're also capable of dismantling it and just... Mm. being wow. organisms of of nature wow. that you know imagine yourself under the soil and what that smells like what it feels like what it tastes like it might not be a great taste or it could be amazing <laughs> I don't know. but that but, in itself though imagine what it would taste like it would not be a great taste and it does get the listener you know well they can't crunchy, see it because it's crunchy stuff in your yeah, teeth <laughs> if this was a video podcast you'd see i'm kind of licking my teeth and my lips and making a face like mm-hmm. oh boy that doesn't taste good so let's continue down this road because you have said that you hope that your music will do for others what it has done for you, which is heal from deep emotional and spiritual wounds. So let's just continue down that road. Elaborate on that. Um, <clears throat> I've had this conversation with in many interviews, and sometimes I feel like a broken record, but I'm going to do it again because I think there's a lot of people out there that need to hear this. But um, I, I don't have the fairy tale story of being a child. Like I had a very interesting childhood i've experienced a lot of loss at a young age um you know my 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 uncle who i was very close with he he passed away when i was seven years old and my mother who was his sister followed him a few years later my grandmother i i was just a lot of loss and pain and losing my mother at such a young age i was probably 10 going on 11 um and at that time i was already so visual of a of a person i was i used to draw i used to write i used to sketch out little screenplays and lyrics that I would perform in my backyard at night and uh, I would think I was every character and I would sing every part and you know my parents must have thought I was like high or something but um, you know I think just when I when I lost my mother um, I, I felt like I had a duty that I needed to that whatever I did in this lifetime it was not going to be without purpose or without um, passion and not only for her sake to carry on her name, but also so that I can just be, I can make the most out of this experience and connect with others on a deeper level. And so, you know, I, I feel like music and art heals me. And because we are made of music and our bodies are so connected to it, everyone in this world can connect to music. 
I just think it's a big part of who we are. And if I'm able to help someone by, you know, getting a message from somewhere in the universe and transposing it into a song, then I feel like I've done I've done a duty or a service to my brothers and sisters out here. Well, and it's it's resonating within that listener, but at the same time, you're also continuing to honor your mother by creating that music because music is what helped you during that time of loss. Yeah. 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 Very nice. Very Thank nice. Thank you. Listeners, Whitney and I are able to do this in large part thanks to Tascam, meaning that we are using the Tascam DR44WL handheld recorder that sits here on the table between her and I. And some people look at it and they say, well, there's built-in microphones on the top. Why aren't you just using that? But I prefer, I feel like you have more control over the sound if you XLR some external microphones into it. Because the other thing that would happen is I would have to kind of go back and forth with this recorder. And you'd hear my voice trailing off as I leaned it over in her direction. We've got Tascam TM60 microphones that we're talking into. I've got my Tascam headphones on. And upstairs at the Tascam booth, wow, (laughs) there's so much gear there that... You'd be a kid in a candy shop like five times over with all that they have mixers. They have so many different solutions for so many different applications. And whether you're a hobbyist, whether you're an indie artist, whether you're a touring professional, Tascam has a solution for you. They've been in business for more than 45 years. So go to Tascam.com, take a look and see what they have, T-A-S-C-A-M.com, and then find a dealer. Whitney, you started to say before that you mentioned architecture and design, which is what you went to college for in New York. So while you were going to college, did you continue to pursue music? Because I'm wondering, you know, what eventually led you to go all in with songwriting and putting out new music? I've always written songs. Uh, it's Music has always been in my life, maybe not predominantly in the beginning, just because I was already pursuing something else. But um when I graduated college um, and I started working in the field, um, the realization that I had was that I like what I do. I Are, when, when you started working in the field, in meaning the design architecture field. and design? Okay. Yeah. When I started working in that field, I, I put in some good time. I tried to really feel it out because I am an artist and I love to create any sort of content. Um, I have that left-right brain happening, fighting me always. Um, and I just... I'm a big believer in like there's a difference between having a career and and living your passion. I think that like for me career is great, but it doesn't really supply me with any sort of current of purpose and after like about 8 years of doing that, I I started to realize like I like what I do. I I like designing things. I like being part of a, a solution, but it's not sir it's not helping my purpose on this earth and music the moment I started pursuing music full time and I walked away from that, I saw a change in my my overall mood and my in my interaction with others. I felt wow. like I was coming into myself, like wow. I I had found the Whitney that I was missing all these years and I was unhappy for a very long time and I think it was just because like the universe was like, No, go this way, like turn this way, stop you know, and, and I you was were trying saying, to listen. No, but society tells me exactly. I have to go this way. I have to have a career. And so I guess I'm going to be a designer. Society wins sometimes because you think it's the right voice, well, and, and it's because, not. And because, quite frankly, you have bills to pay. So, yeah. you, so you think, well, that must be the thing I'm supposed to do. I'm just going to pursue this career. I'm holding up air quotes, listeners. I'm going to pursue this career. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like you say, you find that this isn't this isn't satisfying me. It's paying my bills, but it's not exactly filling me up. Exactly. And I think my mother, if my mother was here today. She would not want me to do anything that leaves me empty inside. She's My mom was an entrepreneur herself. She started her own business. She did what she wanted to do. She was a people person. She was she was just like an all-around like, you know, friend and and networker and she knew how to talk to people because she cared genuinely about others and not just about the bottom dollar. So that matters when you're an entrepreneur. You have to really believe in your in your vision and and not think about the money up front you, that should come as a result of hard work and dedication but same thing with music if you're writing music to be famous or make a lot of money that's okay but know that you know sometimes chasing it for the sheer art of it and the passion of making great content and being able to connect with others it just serves a deeper value in life well, I think what I hear you saying is if you're doing it because you need to make money, that's okay. But you might as well 
create something that you feel good about exactly. and create music that comes from within you and you're putting out messages that you want to put out. Yes, yes you need to create music to pay the bills and yep. hopefully sell it and perform and all that stuff. But you might as well at least have part of it be this is what's coming from within me and not that society is saying you need to do this to pay the bills. Yeah. And they tell you it won't work. Like they're saying, oh, being a musician is a tough lifestyle. You can't make it. Like there are people every day making it work. You just have to you have to know how to be resourceful and find uh, find what you're great at and um, and then really believe in it. Believe that you can succeed in that thing. Um, that's the only reason why I've ever been able to succeed in anything is because I believed in my own abilities and myself and I didn't let other people tell me I couldn't or you know a lot of people want to say you can't but oh yeah you'd be surprised how many people prove you wrong in life that they can well and so all of Whitney's hard work and that attitude that you're hearing about has paid off we'll start to turn the corner here and we'll show the listeners so just a little over a year ago I mentioned this in the intro Music Connection magazine named you as one of the top 100 unsigned artists so did you submit to them is that how that, or did they just kind of find you and put you on that list? I think, um, I mean, we have a lot of reviewers and concert goers that come out to our shows. It's, it's entirely possible that they might have recommended us, because uh, I don't know how many people get submitted to that magazine per year, um, but it comes from the top-level journalists that are reporting uh, on what's new and upcoming, so... There's no way to really know. I'm not really sure. But even if they did find it, find you on their own, have you pretty much done everything yourself? You don't have some big team around you that, you know, maybe somebody submitted on my behalf and I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm a self-made woman. Like, I have my, my band and I have my small little team of people that I consult with. But I, I do a lot myself only because I want, I like having control over the, you know, of the experience right now because since things are growing and I can have a little bit of control over communicating my ideas and who I am as a brand to others it's important not to have that convoluted uh, with maybe some uh, people who don't maybe understand or know what I stand for so well and when you get named to a list like that and it's not something that you submitted to it's more meaningful because yeah. someone subjectively looked and said this is someone that needs to be on this list so yeah. you say thank you for noticing what yeah. I'm doing because like you said so many people do want to squash you down it's and true. try to discourage you and to recognize someone who's out there doing what she loves and is good at it to end up, and by the way listeners uh, if you heard episode 254 of the show The Hots Foxy Kelly and Ronnie Simmons uh, The Hots were also on that same list so Whitney your debut single called To Be Loved it came out in 2014 it is a song which spacelab.tv called you a natural talent who has the huge range to match her ambition talk about because you mentioned before you know your early years talk about producing that song because that was your first one it was that was that was my baby um, I actually wrote that song originally as um, it was like a slow love song. It was like kind of written in the style of Etta James. And then wow. um, Tim Jansen's my producer, uh, saw a different vision for it. And I was totally blown away. Like he sent me back this dance pop track. And I was like, what? Like, this is amazing. And it had, it kind of was like nostalgic of like a two, early 2000s Jennifer Lopez uh, uh. waiting for tonight kind of sound. I was wow. like, I could dig this. Like this was my era growing up you know as a, as a teen and um, that song really was like the amalgamation of you know I was young I mean getting out of a bad relationship and uh, you know f figuring out that I had my own voice and um, realizing that music could be a career path for me that I could really literally pursue because I knew nothing about the industry at the time I was like a novice I had no idea how to navigate through it so is that why because i'm interested to hear your response when he sent it back to you and you said he changed it because i think most people's reaction would be you you totally changed my song he embellished it it wasn't really changed like the melody remained the same if anything his arrangement just captured the true meaning of the song and i think that i'm glad that he brought it out of this like morose place and made it something hopeful for others because i think Wherever there is um, fear, there is hope entwined. And I think 
it's good to like you can you can meld emotions in songs and that would bring us back to that emotive dream pop concept yeah. where like life is not just black it's black and white it's gray there's gray scales like let's give people all the feelings all the experience all the tones and textures and let them deduce for themselves what it means for them instead of trying to dictate what you think it should mean for every person. Well, and that goes back to the relationship that you described earlier that the two of you had because since you made the statement, I was new to this whole thing, it was probably more of a case of I was a sponge. If he sent it back to me and he changed it, I was going, great, you made my song better, fine. (laughs) You know more than I do. And then you did start to see that, in fact, you've just changed the color of this song in a way that is more consistent with where I'm trying exactly. to go. Exactly, exactly. Well, he's very intuitive that way, but Tim has been writing uh, scores for movies for a long time, so his connection to visuals with music is very uh, intuitive because he understands the connection to moving image and sound, and I think that's something... I grew up on soundtracks. That's where I built the basis of my inspiration to write was like, you know, watching films scored by the Newman brothers and, uh, you know, John Williams and like hearing these grand orchestral scores that like inspire you to go out and seize the day or (laughs) cry in your bedroom. I don't know whatever it makes you feel like, but that music made me feel alive and it made me feel connected to every cellular being on this earth. And I don't, it doesn't come from everything. I think there are few genres of music where you can say like wow this is cerebral like i'm everywhere and nowhere at the same time when i listen to this and it tells a story without even having any words and that's why i like soundtrack music and i i try to think even when i'm writing lyrics how does this how is this how is my words transcending worddom you know like where (laughs) they're not just words anymore they are they're percussions they're um they're forms of some sort that whether you see them or not they're there and they exist in the world wow. so wow so then we move up a little bit a couple of years in 2016 you released your debut album called metamorphosis seven songs and at that point your name starts to get put in the same conversation with artists like kate bush annie lennox sarah mclaughlin uh dare i say maybe a little bit of amy lee of evanescence um so were you still working with him or did you Okay, so you you didn't it, it wasn't broke, so you weren't going to change the formula. The, say that again. You were it, the formula was fine, so nothing was broke. You weren't going to fix it. You just continued to work yeah, with Tim. Yeah, I mean, we were already on a roll. I I had found uh, a writing partner that gets me. Like I, it's not easy. I mean, to be able to read someone's mind is obviously not an easy thing to do. And when you find your writing partners in life, and if things are going well and you, and you feel comfortable and, and vulnerable and you're allowed to like entrust somebody with your ideas and then know that whatever it is they're going to give back to you is only a building upon of your, your concept. And I'm a very conceptual person. I love to create the inception of the idea and uh, sp- however it spawns, I'm here to serve the music, not myself. So I, I try to remove my ego from this 90% of the time. Amazing. So it's hard Amazing. to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's a damn rare thing for someone to do that, to remove their ego from it. Yeah, I think you need ego. A little 10% ego is good just to, like, force it out into the world because you need to exude that you that you do exist, that you are a living being and that you have something to say. But I think, like, art moves through us, not by us. And we're just... We are instruments of communication and yeah and ironically you sort of read my mind a little bit because i was thinking before i thought she's got she's she sounds like she's probably doing all this writing by herself and lo and behold you say i found a writer that you know got me yeah and so at that point you gotta you gotta grab on yeah yeah it's important it's really important to align yourself with a great uh and again i'm gonna shout this out to all the singer songwriters who are doing this or producers your, your crew, your people, the people you make art with, they should be always every day pushing you to be the best version of yourself. Even if that means yelling at you and telling you to, you know, get your shit together. You know, it's like you need people that are going to be tough on you and not because they want to hurt you, but because they want you to grow. And I'm lucky to have people around me that push me to be the best friend, collaborator and artist that I can be. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
Forever, an EP, came out the same year as Metamorphosis. But help me understand, because when I look on Spotify, it seems as though there are three of the same song mm-hmm. on there. Uh, Forever, I did two versions of. We have like a like a pop version and then an alternative version, which is a little slower. Um, and then Forever is the title track of the EP. So that's a different song than than Falling. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Also in 2016, you released an EP and a series of singles, including Truth Be Told, which saw you move into electro-pop and featured a club remix from the acclaimed Swedish producer L.A. Rush, who's worked with Justin Timberlake, Avicii. What was happening in 2016? That <laughs> was a very busy year for you. Yeah, I mean, it's all the same person still. Tim Jansen's is Sun Freaks, so he, we did some song on, songs under his alias, um, that was, uh, you know, he, he has that kind of Ibiza beach vibe to his music. And um, I, I loved his songs for so many years. I was like, we should do some Sun Freaks tracks. That'll be really fun. And he had a he had a really great hit with Sophia May. You can check her out, too. She's an incredible singer songwriter. Um, but, yeah, we did some we did some cool dance singles that one of them shockwave got into the hard rock, which we were talking about earlier, which is really cool. I still get like messages on instagram people shooting it from azerbaijan saying oh i'll see you and uh wow <laughs> seeing a shockwave i'm like oh my god i didn't even really know it was playing wow. over there so it's it's kind of cool but we we went to portugal to film the music video for that and that was quite the experience too so, outstanding yeah. outstanding i'm joined today live on location at the winter nam show in anaheim by singer songwriter whitney ty Check her out at WhitneyTyMusic.com. Look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of Whitney's first and last name. Plus, I will also put a link to her website on the show page for this episode at NHTE.net. Once you land on her website, you will find links to engage with Whitney on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, there are links there as well for her original music. You can obviously follow her on Spotify, but support Whitney by purchasing her CD from her website or purchase downloads of her music from the likes of Apple Music, which is iTunes, or get it from Amazon. Keep up with Whitney online also so you can get updates on new music that she releases. I did mention earlier about the Patreon for this show. Check out the bonus audio, which is ad-free, by going to the show website, nhte.net. Hit the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button. It's only 5 bucks a month. Whitney and I will be recording for that once we finish this podcast interview. And don't forget that another way that you can support this show is through your regular everyday purchases on Amazon. It's no extra cost to you, so you're able to support NHTE without taking extra money out of your pocket. Just go to the show website, nhte.net. Scroll down to the tall Amazon banner, and then once you click that, it will open their shopping app if you're on your phone or it'll open their website if you're on your computer. Either way, at the end of the transaction, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me, which helps with the expenses that I have for putting out a new episode of this show every week. And by the way, I do not even see what you bought. So thanks for your support of the show through the exclusive ad-free bonus audio on Patreon or by starting your online shopping through my Amazon banner. So Whitney, I'm glad you started to bring that up. I did want to talk about your single, Shockwave and the video that you started to talk about. And listeners, let me tell you, this gained immediate success. It was named one of the top 20 summer hits of 2017 by Eurodance Blog of Romania, received heavy spins on Line Out with Dor Deckel, the weekly club show on Tel Aviv's top-rated music station. The intro bang called Shockwave, the most visually stimulating video of the summer, quote-unquote, and Hard Rock Cafe Times Square, how cool is that, also picked up the clip. And as I mentioned in the intro, it's heavily featured in all the cafes around the world. Just talk about like the making of the video, though, not to mention all this international success. It's a really cool video. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, very visually appealing. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it, was, uh, it was very, I mean, the song Shockwave is, it's all about sensuality. It's the, it's the sensuality of... Not, it's not just sex. It's, it's more about like the sensuality of being alive, of, of having like this fire or this, this thing in your veins that kind of courses through you to inspire you to, to be a sensual person, someone who's very in touch with their feelings or whether it be love or, or um, 
art or whatever, however you connect to something that's that gives you a high of some sort. But um, and you know, one of the lyrics in the song is, "I can feel you running through my veins. I can feel you inside me." It's like that life energy kind of going through and um, hit me with the shockwave. You know, like just give me, give it to me, so that I can, so that I can live in this moment forever and just make the most of it. So that's really what it's about. Uh, and so the, the the visuals were supposed to be about being in a place these remote locations that are exotic and beautiful so that the viewer is reminded of what it is like to be very present by just having the sand or the rock and and the skin and and the water all the elements of earth kind of touching one another in a sensual way i believe that's the video where you have the long white dress on and it's very it looks like a very remote I'll say tropical. It's the, it's, I'm using the wrong word. Uh, I have two videos. One of them is a black and white video. Uh, that's for a, a ballad that I recorded. But the other one is a purely bathing suit video. <laughs> okay. I might, I might be confusing the two. It's okay. <laughs> you said that you've been featured on an epic trailer CD on BMG slash Immediate Music, the largest movie music trailer company. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, um, Immediate Music has been working uh, in, in the trailer, blockbuster trailer industry for a really long time. They do trailers for all the up-and-coming blockbuster films. Um, they release CDs uh, like pretty often of epic music that they shop to you know, directors and filmmakers okay. that are looking for a specific-sounding theme song or trailer song for their movie. And so they're releasing an epic... Uh, like an epic rock CD, and we did a, a cover of uh, "In This Moments" the Fighter, and that's going to be on on that CD, and it's it's wow. it's really cool. I'm excited wow. about it. I had really fun, uh, you know, creating this with with their team, and uh, I also like. It kind of happened around the same time that I was rebranding, and I'm moving in kind of like a more rock direction now. So, I felt like it was like the perfect time to really explore all the things. I'm capable of as a singer-songwriter and thrust myself forward into a, a newer degree. <laughs> yeah, and coincidentally, you recently founded a new rock project with a lead guitarist called The 1905. Tell the listeners more about The 1905. Yeah, my well, it's, what's ironic is that I, I met my now guitar player of Whitney Ty um, in Portland when I was living there for a few months, and Portland, Maine, or Portland, Oregon? Portland, Oregon. I should be specific <laughs> when I say that. There can only be one Portland. <laughs> um, yeah, so Andrew and I have been working together for a year and a half, two years now in my my solo project, and I've been we've been talking a lot about like a different project. I grew up on '90s alternative music. I'm just a big rock fan. I like progressive rock. I like, you know, I love Pink Floyd, and you know, I, I like music that is about space and time and 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 um, different rhythmic, you know, tension and pa you know patterns, and I like exploring the math in music. I think that's something that is, you know, more we need a little more of. It, it's just it stimulates the brain in, a, in an interesting way. And um, we started writing some songs together, and we were like not sure what our sound was or what we were going to do. And I was like, let's just let it happen naturally. And um, in addition, not, not as if I need another project on my hands because I'm already overwhelmed, but <coughs> we're going to be, uh, we started, we played our first show as the 1905, and I would say you can call it like dark mood rock. Um, it's a little different. It's kind of more in the vein of like Stone Temple Pilots or Alice in Chains. It's a little darker, and it's also a way for me to unearth lyrical content about my past and the dark things I experienced as a child in a place that where I feel like that, that suppressed child who didn't really get a chance to grieve can now kind of make a very visual statement in modern times. Yeah, because in because in your Whitney Time music it's not it doesn't it's not consistent with what you're trying to do there, so all of a sudden you say this is a perfect outlet for it. Yes. I mean and and as writers, we're not just one faceted. We have a lot to say. And uh, you know, my my solo project like when I write with Tim, like we write songs that inspire hope and and you know instill a sense of um you know just just hope and change and that's just what we write when we write together and i love that but when i write with andrew we delve into a different darker pathway of uh 
human existence and I want to explore that further and I want to see who that girl is uh, you know so that I can best learn her as a, as a songwriter and that first show that you've already played that was in Los Angeles yeah. I assume it was at the Hotel Cafe oh yeah. wow yeah it was wow. a good show I, we, had a, we had a great time it was nice to perform a whole new album because we have we've written a whole album already so it's just a matter of getting in the studio now but um, we performed like nine new songs that we had written over the last three wow. months and it felt really good to to do something completely different than what I'm doing in my other project. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, wow. Well, listeners, if you've been listening to this show for a couple months now, you know that I usually talk about the Access Vegas newsletter. And one thing that I never bring up, I do want to point out that they do actually have a 60-day money-back guarantee. Last year, though, only 10 people, I think it was less than 10 people, asked for their money back. So... There's so much great information between their 150-plus organized exclusive tips. Obviously, the issues that you get on a regular basis. If you heard last week when I was talking to Brian Grilly, I was talking about the top three, which are the most popular out of the 12 reports that they publish. Because of all they have, you might just need the 60 days to work your way through all the incredible knowledge. It's sure to make your next trip to Las Vegas the best one ever. And by the end of those 60, 60 days, you won't even be thinking about getting the money back. Go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and during sign-up, put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off, and then get ready to be inundated with information that is going to take you quite a long time to go through because there's so much there. nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and then be sure to put in the code BRUCE at sign-up so that you get $5 off. Whitney and I are here at the NAM show, and Whitney recently acquired sponsorship with Warm Audio and Arturia. So presumably you're going to see the two of them while you're here if you haven't already, uh, maybe meeting with other companies while you're here? Yes. Um, well, I mean, as of now, uh, you know, Warm Audio, we just, we just started working with them a few months ago. Um, you can see a video of ours with them up on their website now. We, they, uh, we did a version, an in-studio version of our song, The Cure. Um, which is going to be on our upcoming album. And uh, we went in the studio with Warm Audio and one of their producers, Barry Pointer of Riot House Studios, to do a really cool rock rendition, uh, 70s edge, all of the things. Uh, so that's on warmaudio.com. You can type in Whitney Ty on there and you'll see uh, our recent thing with them. Arturias, um, you know, they sponsored us with uh, their synthesizer patch sounds we're using some in my new song starfish that's coming out also so we're you know we're we're working with a lot of different companies and tim has been sponsored by a lot of uh you know a lot of different companies just for since he does do a lot of composing for film um and his stuff sounds pretty rad so i think they all just want to get dibs but um you did start to mention, I want to make sure I give you an opportunity to talk about your second studio album we'll be releasing in a few months. Just tell the listeners, whatever you're prepared to reveal at this point, you know what, what they can expect, um, timetable-wise, number of songs, that type of thing. Um, I can't say the release date. I can tell you that within the coming months, very soon, I will be dropping some singles, and which will be followed up by the full-length album. But the album will be out sometime in 2020. Yeah, it'll be early 2020. Um, and it, I will just say that it is an album of themes, uh, you know, about righteousness. It's, a, it's about, um, you know, standing up for what you believe in. It's about, um, it's about surrendering to the moment and allowing life to tell you and talk to you about the messages that it's trying to convey. I would say it's my it's my album where i finally feel like i'm i'm sure of of who i am in this moment i think before i i was in so much pain that my music was coming from a, a different place and now there's like this other level of consciousness that i'm able to really step outside of myself and the name of the title of the album is going to have a lot to do with this stepping outside of oneself and looking in from another macro perspective uh so it's it's been a year of growth, a year and a half of growth for me since I moved to L.A. Some layers that have been getting peeled back. Yes. Getting closer to me. That's, I mean, that's what we have to do. It's like chiseling away a piece of stone. You know, you just, you keep, you keep going at it until you've, you've got the, the shape that you want. And then, ah, and then said. from there, 
maybe implosion. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. we're going to close today with another song of yours, one called Flowers by the Roadside. So before we head over to record the exclusive bonus content for Patreon, tell the listeners all about that song, Flowers by the Roadside. So right now... Um, since there are so many people displaced in the world and, you know, people are searching for heritage and they're looking for uh, a voice that represents their belief systems or, or inequality, I, I, I really felt it was a time to say to people that, you know, you are not just a flower strewn at the roadside. You know, you can replant, you can reroot, you can be born over and over again. And every day is a new day to, to stand up and, and, and make your statement in the world and... I wrote this song with uh, my friend Michael Trainer. Uh, he's a really good friend of mine. We went on Twitter a few years ago. He's a great classical guitar player. Uh, and when we when I moved out here, we said, you know, let's hang out, let's let's do some stuff together. And then we ended up writing a couple of songs, and this was one of them. And Tim produced it, and uh, it was just it just came about so naturally. And I I felt like I wanted to write a poem and a poem about that could heal others and flowers by the roadside was like my stanza by stanza poem for those hurting and in pain and who wanted to feel connected uh, the way music connects me to you know my dreams and my passions yeah. and i'm always yeah. trying to find ways to do that like what are new themes i can talk about in my music that involve nature and evolving into the closest most purest form of of your existence i like it i like it this has been really this has been really enjoyable i've really really enjoyed talking to you i'm, I'm glad we're going to get here. to go continue on patreon because i got a lot more i want to talk to you about but for now thank you so much for making time to sit down with me i really do appreciate it it's great to meet you it's great to meet you thank you it's an honor listeners that will do it for another episode of now hear this entertainment my sincere thanks to singer and songwriter whitney ty be sure to head over to WhitneyTyMusic.com. As I said before, you can look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her first and last names, although I will put a link to her website from the show page for this episode at nhte.net. And then once you land on WhitneyTyMusic.com, you can see all the social media platforms that she's on so you can engage with her. Be sure to like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell Whitney that you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And remember that while you can follow her on Spotify, the better way to support her is by purchasing her CD and or downloads of her music. You'll see links on WhitneyTimeMusic.com for iTunes. Remember also that you'll want to keep up with Whitney online for any announcements as she releases new music that you just heard her talk about, as well as news on any other projects of hers. Don't forget, of course, that Whitney and I will have some extra conversation over in the bonus content that's only available exclusively through Patreon. There is already similar audio up there already from each of the last five weeks' guests. It's only five bucks a month, and it's ad-free, and that's the only place you can get it. So go to the show website, nhte.net, hit the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button, and that will take you to where you can gain access to the exclusive content. Remember also about scrolling down on nhte.net to the tall Amazon banner to start all your online shopping through them that way so that they can kick back a small percentage of the sale to me to help with the expenses I have for doing this show every week for what will be six years as of mid-February. For now, that will do it. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Whitney Ty. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Flowers by the Roadside. Flowers.